Hello. Hello. And welcome to Stephen Rollins Beer Podcast. Episode 294. 294. Yeah. Where did the time go? <sighs> right. Shame it wasn't 295 because we're drinking a beer from Five Points Brewery this week. Yeah, I'm not expecting any nuanced notes from me because um, I'm ill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's got the plague. It's, it's definitely brown. Can register liquid. That's about it. It appears to be liquid. <laughs> it has no smell, as far as I can tell. That's a good sign. I'm hoping it'll cut through. Okay. However, I do get the the dulcet tones. All right. Yeah, but... <laughs> oh no, guts today. I like the smaller one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, yes. So five points brewing. Well, it you definitely smells like a brown ale. Okay, so they are they are from <laughs> that there London. Um, I have come across them. Well, we had them in beer bars before. I've come across yeah. them a number of times. Um, it, I kind of find that they're one of those breweries that they've got a really solid core range, and their core their core beers. Whenever I have them, I enjoy them. Their pale's nice. Their I've got a rye one from memory that I've I've really enjoyed. Mm. Um, like, I would happily have a five points beer. They probably haven't got a kind of huge reputation, I think, in some ways, because they're definitely known for their core beers and they aren't known for being kind of very experimental. I mean, that that is part of who they are. They wanted to finesse their range and really focus on getting their recipes right. Which is, um, you know, it, it's, it's certainly, like, it's a very different ethos mm. compared to a lot of modern breweries that tend to be let's do something different yeah. every week in innovation for innovation's sake sometimes uh, yeah and I'm sure there's balances on all these things there's good and bad sides but it, it is a reason I think why if I go into a, a pub in London and saw five points on I'd know I'd happily pick it as a, that's going to be tasty very mm. solid reliable consistency and there's a lot to be said for that mm. I do like me some consistency quite uh, yeah, quite good at that where I'm from. Trickier than it sounds <laughs> as well. Mm. Much trickier. Mm. Particularly when you think about all those varying, you know, harvest and the new hops come in, getting it to taste like it was before. Mm. Your new malts come in, efficiencies change. That's one thing. Is like, is if your malts are where you're getting them from, or it's a new lot of them, the the efficiency depends on the harvest and how they've been malted. So how much alcohol you're getting out for how much malt you put in will change and stuff you have to keep adjusting it and trying to get it to that mm. sweet spot for the right amount of alcohol but also the right flavours and all the rest of out of it it's a complex job to keep it keep it really consistent I remember someone saying I think it was someone you brought in for a beer talk when I was quite new to the company that in that respect Budweiser really are the king of the beers they absolutely are <laughs> mm. not be- in terms of Oh, this is really nice beer, but the way they keep it consistent. No, that's their thing. It's all about consistency. They are t- genuinely terrifying. How much money they've put into being consistent? Mm. They their whole thing is a brand. Uh, so you buy a bird anywhere in the world, and it'll, it'll taste like crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the amazing thing is, it tastes consistently crap. It tastes yeah. identical to the crap it tasted like five years ago as well. Sure. Like 
it, it, it's amazing to make something that consistent because virtually impossible. I have like vintages from different years that they keep at their headquarters that they just check and they go, oh, this is the 94. Let's check I'm, it against this year's back. I'm pretty sure they... Yep, that's a shit. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've got like... A, it's, it's there. Like, in their own sense, they are, they are like a, a platonic version of, of brewing. They have this ideal Budweiser, which is, you know, not something anyone want to drink, but it is their <laughs> ideal... <laughs> And everything is but a pale imitation of it. They try and match to it. Mm. And they work harder on it than anybody else. <laughs> well, you know, if you're going to be good at something, you know, make sure you're the best. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, back to... <laughs> this is uh, Brickfield Brown. Brown Ale. Fun fact, Brown Ale was the very first beer I ever drank. Uh, it was a bottle of Newcastle Brown, and I was eleven years old. <laughs> I was I was given it by a family member. It was Christmas, and they were like, "Yeah, have a beer, Gary." Uh, I didn't go, you know, hanging around a corner shop going, "Here, mate, will you buy some?" Uh, that didn't come until I was twelve. Uh, now then, what was your initial impression as eleven-year-old Gary as a brown ale? I was shit-faced after about half of it. Uh, <laughs> So it wasn't offensive to you. A lot of kids, you know. Oh no, no, I was very. I, I must admit, it's just the northern. Eh? I, I also drank those bitter flavours, though. Generally, you are you aren't accustomed to them when you're younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I must admit, brown ales was something I I started drinking relatively early on. I drank well. I started on Guinness, and then I would have had like Nuki Brown would have been relatively soon after for me when I was very young because. I think they are those, those uh, actually those caramelised sweeter flavours, aren't they? That's the thing. I think it, it, it it's not as much of a shock because it's very much sweetness driven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. in a way, though, also the worst name. It's a brown ale. Okay, so ale means it's not a lager, right? You've narrowed it down slightly here. It's brown, and these <laughs> days I admit I see more beers that aren't brown than I ever have in the past. Mm-hmm. However, let's see. We don't add fruit or anything. How many beers we, do you look at and go, that's not brown? <laughs> it might be light brown, it might be dark brown. Usually, hmm. Fifty Shades of Brown. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it is one of those terms, isn't it? It's just like how do you define that? But I mean, that's the same can be said for lots of other things. Go mm. like the whole how do you what's the yes. difference between a stout and a porter and all that jazz, you know? Uh, or a pale ale for that matter as well. It's like okay, yeah. uh, it's not dark. <laughs> Got you. So. Fair enough. Anyway, this one, what are you guys feeling about it? It's it's sweet. It's chewy. Oh yeah, definitely it, that. It's um, yeah, very Moorish. Quite happily, uh, quite happily sitting on a pint of it. Um, and I'm definitely thinking there's a bit of like hot flavour and hot character coming through because I can taste something through. There's a little bit. There's a little bit on the on the aftertaste. Yeah. Get, so. Even on the finish, I'm getting a little bit of something which through this cold is. It's nice to see. Um, I'm going to peer at it whilst you're there, see if it tells you what, what they've gone for. I was wondering if they'd said what they've gone for in terms of um, well, hops. hops or anything, uh, but they haven't. But no. It's 5.4%, which yeah. is sort of good texture for that. Yeah, it's, it's tasty. I always think of browns is quite heavy, and this is it's a little light. Mm-hmm. There's a lightness to it. Very enjoyable. I think I'm ready to uh, throw out a score. So, Go on then. Uh, I like it. I want more. <laughs> Eight. I'll pass over towards Glenn. Mm. I'm not quite sure where I am. Oh, well, I'll let you think for a minute then. I'm, 
I'm going to flip an invisible top and say I'm not going to score it. It's just not... <laughs> it's too much of a liquid for me today. I can't really judge. <laughs> um, I know from previous experience that I like five points and from what I can taste, this seems nice, but yeah, not in a fit state to really judge today. Mm. Well, the more, I mean, the more I'm drinking, the better it's getting. It's, uh, and then I'd usually have a fancy to avoid a brown. Uh, I don't know why, probably because of Newcastle. <laughs> but Because uh, I generally think of them as quite heavy. But uh, this is getting better the more, the more I get through. I, was, I think I started at a six, I'm round about a seven now, I think. So, yeah, let's make that a seven. It's nice. an impressive flip as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't need to caught that. I managed to hit nearly all the objects on the table. Yeah. You know, you get like a, it's a pinball, a little accumulator if you get everything. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Then uh, something to light up, a door open, and I have a bonus round. <laughs> well, for those of us who met Steve, this is not entirely impossible. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised he didn't kick off, surely. I'm surprised he hasn't got a pinball machine, to be honest. <laughs> That's t- of all the things that he's impulsively bought when he's drunk, he hasn't bought a pinball yeah, machine. because that's about as loud and obnoxious as he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. And, of course, Steve is in another country right now, so we can say whatever we like about it. And we could buy a pinball, ma- a pinball machine for the office, to be honest, while he's not here. Chris has got his card. Right, we're off to buy a pinball, pinball machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll see you next week. Let's <laughs> get a really old one that's all mechanical. Oh. <laughs> I think on that note, we should drink up and show up. Yeah, we're done. Done. <laughs>